All right, what's up, everybody? Week or episode five? I'm excited to uh, be back. Apologize, I was sick there for a few days, still on the mend, but feeling good enough that I can get uh, this latest episode up. So, episode five, we've made it that far. The, the The goal is to get to twenty, right? So we're a quarter of the way there, um, and I'm excited because number one, we have an announcement about Time U that I'll share with you here in a minute that we're excited about. But our story is starting to change. And my goal, my goal hasn't been to be like a Debbie Downer, but the reason I wanted to share it and just be really honest is two reasons. One, we have a lot of dealers that follow us and they, they see us win an award or they see our Instagram feed and they think, oh man, the time guy's like, everything's going for them. And, and the truth couldn't be farther from that. We've got all kinds of challenges over the years and moments where we almost didn't make it. And even now we're facing some really interesting challenges and we've got a lot of really exciting things that are happening. We're all facing things. And so if you're a young dealer and you just open your shop and you go, man, how do I get that first big client or that first big theater? Keep with it. It's going to happen. But I want you to hear from somebody like us that we're all fighting. We're all trying to just put the next foot forward an awful lot of the time. So don't be fooled by what you see out in the marketplace, online, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're all battling the same battle. And for clients, if you're a homeowner, I also want to just help set clear expectations of what to expect from your home. Smart homes can be so much fun. But they're never perfect, and it's not black and white. And I have a YouTube video. You can go out and find it. And I make the mistake in the YouTube video of saying that if it's designed well, it just works. And the reason I said that is because in my mind, it does work. And the reason I say that is is my expectation of what technology will do, a smart home will get there. So I'll give you an example. I'm staying at my in-laws' house right now. They're out of state for a few months, and we're looking for a new home. So we're borrowing their home for a little bit while we figure it out. And they have a Roku TV, and we don't have anything integrated, no smart home system, no Control 4, no Crestron, nothing. Just a Roku TV and an app on my phone. And I've been pretty pleased with it. But on a regular basis, I have to reconnect the app. It just stops working. I have to delete the TV from the app, and I have to reconnect it, or I have to turn the app off, turn the app back on, or select a different TV, then come back and select that TV, right? Like this is, we're used to this with technology. This isn't uncommon. Uh, I'm an Apple guy. I've been an Apple fan for years. I love my iPhone and it's not all the time, but periodically I have to reboot my iPhone and I have to close apps on my iPhone. And if I don't do that, it just kind of gets sluggish and clunky. So that's part of, you know, kind of my expectation of technology. So that's not to say that your smart home is going to suck and that you're going to have to reboot it 24-7 but it's technology. So sometimes you're gonna have to power cycle it, sometimes you're gonna have to close the app. If you know that going in, it can be a lot of fun and you can enjoy the technology in your home. My point in all this is I'm trying to be really honest, not to be Debbie Downer, but because I just want it to be real. And that way when you get into your smart home or if you're a dealer out there, you just have better expectations of what to expect. Like I said, I think you can have an incredible experience with the tech in your home. If it's designed well, and if you understand on a really high level what the system's actually going to do, like what the features are that it can do, what the features are that it won't deliver, you're going to have an enjoyable experience. I'm playing around right now with Philips Hue lights in my house, trying to get a feel for you know how different is Philips from Ketra, how different is you know Josh.ai from Siri and Alexa and all of that, right? And one of the things that's funny with, with Philips Hues, in, and this is true of all smart light bulbs, if the light switch on the wall is in the on position, then I can control the lights. But if somebody's hit the light switch to off and I go, hey, Siri, turn my lights to blue, the lights don't turn on. And I know that. But it's frustrating even for me because I forget 
and somebody's turning the light switch off, and I'm like, hey, Siri, turn my lights to blue, and nothing comes on. I'm like, man, why isn't it working? Well, it's not working because somebody turned the light switch off. Okay, the other little funny quirk is if I've set my lights to blue, and somebody hits the light switch and turns it off, and then hits the light switch again, it doesn't come back on to blue. It defaults to um, like 3,000 Kelvin, which is fine, but if you don't know that, then you're going to be frustrated. So there's just little quirks and nuances that as we understand, it's like, oh, okay, I need to leave my light switch on, and instead of turning my light switch off, tell Siri to turn my lights off, because then the bulbs still have power, or I need to use a controlled light switch, like a Lutron cassetta switch. And I need to understand that if they were in blue when I turned them off, they might come back on 3000 Kelvin when I turn them back on. And if I understand all that, then I'm going to be really happy with the user experience. If nobody tells me that the lights are going to turn off from blue and go to white every single time, I'm going to be really frustrated, right? So that's what I mean, is that the better we understand how things are going to perform, the happier we're going to be with the system. Moving on. Last week, I was telling you about, you know, Jerem and our good friend Jerem, phenomenal builder. He's won a ton of awards, and we were lucky enough to be a part of his home. People ask us all the time about the theaters and the awards that we won, and we always tell them, like, we just got to go along for the ride. We had an amazing builder, and we had really cool clients, and the clients came to the table and told us what they wanted, and we just got to help bring their imagination to life, and we got a lot of credit for it, but it was really the homeowners and the builders kind of idea and imagination, right? But we were thrilled to be a part of it. So what's cool about this story is we just finished up this Pareto home with Jerem. We still really hadn't, you know, done a whole lot of high-end stuff yet, but it was just enough, you know, social proof, if you will, that clients started calling us and saying, hey, you know, right after this Pareto home, I went and I met with a client who ended up doing our first savant job. And we spec'd out and designed his entire system. He just sold his business. It was his dream home. We put a savant system into his home and still a happy client to this day. So it went really, really well. But one of the first jobs that we got out of this parade is our first true home theater job. So this job was the first time a client came to us was like, hey, I want a theater. That's what I want. And I met you guys at Jerem's Parade, and I'm contracting you, and I want you to design my theater. And here's what was really, really interesting about it. We'd never done a theater. So my brother, my brothers all have um, a, a television background. One of my brothers was um, a film guy. He would go and he would film houses, and he would edit those. And he did some short films that they put in the Short Film Festival in New York, I believe. So he was really into film and editing and I had another brother that was an executive TV producer and another brother that was a designer at that TV uh, studio. So those guys had a lot of background and expertise. My, my brother, who was the filmer, Greg, the wizard, he ended up building a theater in his own basement. And it was a recording studio slash theater. And, I mean, it was crazy. They would professionally record, not him, but other people would come and rent the space from him and professionally record music and 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 it was an amazing, incredible place. But that was really our only experience in terms of building or designing a theater. We had lost a half dozen theater jobs because in the course of trying to spec them out, it was so clear to the client that I was such an idiot when it came to theaters. Like, I really didn't know anything that they would get cold feet and they would leave and go somewhere else. So my brother Greg finally went to THX certification. We kind of decided that we couldn't do theaters unless we went to THX certification. I don't know that that was actually necessary, but it gave us confidence. 
So he went and he did THX certification and he came back and it was funny because he would kind of tell me what to say and I still kept losing jobs because I would go to the guy's house and I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, well, at THX, at THX, and I, it was clear I had no idea what I was talking about. But one of the things that changed going into this particular job is I had just sat through my first theater demo at a trade show where I had that kind of aha moment where it clicked for me. So funny enough, it was an Epson projector demo, a guy named Jeff who did incredible demos. And he showed some movies and he just explained why what we were seeing there with a projector and screen was so cool. So instead of just saying, hey, this looks cool, he got it up on the screen and he said, now I want you to pay attention to what you're seeing here in this area of the picture and these inky blacks and the detail. And I want you to see how wide it is. And I want you to see that you're being pulled in and... I sat through this 15-minute presentation and I went, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen at any of these trade shows. And all I want to do is sell theater. Everybody has to have a theater. It sold me. I knew then that we wanted to sell theaters and I wanted people to have that experience. And this was the first client. So the thing that changed is when I'm there in his home, I'm sold on, my, like I'm sold on theaters for the first time ever. And I'm genuinely excited about it. But this guy is a major movie buff. Like... This, he's this guy, you've all got your buddy like this, right? He knows every single movie, the actor of every single movie. He's got his popcorn machine picked out, the type of butter he's going to put in his popcorn. He's got his bags. He's got his posters. Like He's got his theater. Here's a cool thing. It was a really modest budget. If I remember right, it was like $7,500, maybe an $8,500 theater budget. It wasn't grand. And we still had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know anything about the speakers to use. We didn't know anything about the projector to use. Like we knew the layout. We knew where speakers should be and we knew where the projector should be and how to calculate the size of the screen. That was it. We finally got to go through this project and it's like a $7,500, $8,500 theater. And the client loves it, loves this theater. In fact, a year later, we do our first theater and I'll tell you about it next week. It's the one that had the star ceiling and um, first one we won an award for. And it was the coolest thing because it was this incredible theater. And this client comes through that theater. So it's a year later. He comes through that theater and he sees it. And he grins and he congratulates us. And he goes, it's a pretty cool theater. But I still love my theater. And he kind of grinned. He gave us a fist bump and he walked out. And it, I know it sounds corny, but that meant so much to us. Because I think it was very genuine. He knew that in his price point, in his budget... He was ecstatic with the theater that he got. And it, it's important to remember because we get so hung up when we're designing theaters about the perfect space, the perfect set of speakers, the perfect separates, the perfect pre-pro, the perfect projector, the perfect everything. What you want from a theater is to sit down and escape from life, get pulled into a movie that you enjoy, that entertains you, whether that's by yourself or with your family, your loved ones, whoever it is that you want to enjoy. You want to go into that room and just be taken away from reality for a while and just enjoy that. If you have a $100,000 budget, awesome. You can do some amazing things with a $100,000 budget. If you have a $7,500 budget, awesome. You can do a really, really cool theater for $7,500. And that was what happened here with this client. And so it was a real simple you know, Epson projector. We used episode speakers from SnapAV and the client loved it. Just thrilled with his theater. And that was kind of the beginning for us. It gave us confidence that we could start selling and installing theaters. And we kind of fell in love with the product and what it is 
and the experience it provides people in their homes and for their families. And that's when the theater business really took off for us. We started installing theaters. We started winning awards. But we needed that first one. What was funny about it is we finished that one up, and it was kind of like, when are we going to have our first you know, X theater? Like, when are we going to break 20000 on a theater? When are we going to have that first theater that's 100000 When are we going to have that first theater that's like got you know, custom star ceiling or custom seating, whatever. I got to go back east a couple of years ago with my brothers and we got to spend an entire day with a gentleman named Theo Calamarakis, who's considered the godfather of home theaters. Like he pioneered home theaters and home cinema, um, piecing together commercial grade projectors and technology. And then, you know, he kind of became the go-to person for theaters there for a long, long time and really pioneered it. He's done theaters all over the world. It's incredible stuff. And we spent a day with him, just learning and hearing his story. And he had some incredible advice for us on how to design theaters and how to build out theaters. It was one of the coolest experiences of our career. But he said some things that were really interesting to us. And I'm not trying to give you a cliffhanger, but I'll share those with you next week because it really is what changed things for us as we started building and designing theaters for other clients. It gave us the confidence to be more bold, um, have a little bit more courage and encourage the clients to take more chances, I guess, if you will. And it, it really opened up everything for us and for the clients. And that's really when the fun started. But we had to have this first theater under our belt. So we'll tell you about that next week, plus our first star ceiling. And it's a crazy fun story. Almost completely botched it several times. I'll tell you all about it next week. Real fast, before I wrap this up, I want to tell you about Time U. We're super excited about it. We've relaunched Time U. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, Monday, July 26th, or Tuesday, July 27th, there's an opportunity for a lifetime pass. If you're listening to this anytime after that, just go check out Time U and you can sign up. Time U is everything we've learned from the last few years about trying to design systems for clients in one location. We kind of had these three efforts. We had our YouTube stuff online, we had digital courses, and then we had a design service. The design service is just like it sounds. Clients pay us to help them design and consult on their system. Uh, you know, the digital courses, they would buy a digital course. And what we found is that everybody needed more. If you were a design client, even with everything that we were doing, they usually wanted more information. And so we would point them towards digital courses. If you purchase a digital course, you love the information, but you wanted an opportunity to talk with a live person and just hear and bounce some ideas off of a live person. And so what we realized over time is that we needed to take what was time you and kind of put everything into the same pot. So if you're a design client, if you're just into digital courses, it's the central hub for everything that we do here at Time. So we go live a couple times a month and do live training and Q&A. So people that want to ask us questions about their home, about their project, have an opportunity to ask us questions. We do um, a lot of design reviews in there so you can kind of understand why you would do one piece of tech over another. Um, we have all of our digital courses in there. Like Everything that we do feeds through Time U going forward. So it's going to be a massive emphasis for us. We're super excited that it's live. So what we're doing right now is we're offering a live membership or a, a lifetime membership. So if people buy today, July 26th or July 27th tomorrow, they have lifetime access. If you missed this and you're just hearing this a few days later, don't sweat it. Hop in. It's still going to be a fantastic deal. Um, there's a lot of amazing information that we're feeding into there. There's a ton of content now. We're completely rebuilding a whole new series of content to just kind of help anybody who's designing a home. Doesn't matter if it's Alexa or you know HomeKit or if you're trying to do Control Four or Savant. 
we're trying to build it so that we can kind of guide you through that process of putting together your system and answer questions along the way and then put you in touch with local dealers who can help you on the other side of it. So the local dealer part is kind of the final phase, last step in the process, but that's where this is all headed. So we'd love any support you want to give. We'd love to have you there. I think it'll be an awesome time. So check that out. Thanks, guys, so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for leaving the reviews. Uh, We appreciate it more than we can say. We're going to keep them coming. If there's a question you would like us to answer on the podcast or a part of our story that you would like us to tell, hit us up. Um, Probably the best way is to message us on Instagram. Go to Time Homes on Instagram and DM us, but we would love to hear from you. This is for you. Uh, We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.